Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 97 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. So we're going to talk about two quick things today. I got about 20 minutes to record this episode before I have to start my work day. So that's a lot less time than I normally allot for myself. So we're going to have to get through this quickly for you today. We're going to talk about two questions that were asked in the private Facebook mastermind group over at NicheSiteTools.com forward slash mastermind, and the questions were, do bookmarks in a web browser help with your SEO? So for example, if somebody comes to your website, bookmarks your website, does Google know about that? And would you get any SEO benefit of the website if one of your followers bookmarks your website? And the other question had to do with broken links on your website. So we're going to briefly touch on those two topics for you today. But before we do, just wanted to give you a quick update. And I'm glad to be back behind the microphone today, only one week behind schedule. And as I mentioned in the last episode, if you are new, my wife and I have been in the process of packing and preparing for a move to a new home. And I'm very happy to say that we did successfully move in last weekend. We had the movers come pick up all the boxes, but we did all the packing and we are probably a little bit more than halfway through the unpacking, but uh, looking at a room in front of me full of boxes and uh, everything's coming along nicely though, but I wasn't sure when I was going to be able to fit in this episode because we have so much going on with unpacking. My mom has actually come coming to visit us next weekend during Father's Day weekend, which coincidentally is my birthday as well, so we've been trying to plan a lot. For that coming visit, we want to have everything unpacked and, you know, everything hung up on the walls and try to have everything the best we can, looking the best we can as quickly as possible. But we got worn out this past week. We were going hard and heavy for probably four days. So we had Saturday was the move this past weekend. Sunday we did most of the unpacking and we had Monday off as well. So we were unpacking two days straight and then we continued on a little bit into the following um, evening, but we got worn out. My wife's hands were so sore from boxing and unboxing that she just couldn't do anymore. And we were just worn out the past couple of days. So we actually took a couple of days off, obviously had to go back to our day jobs anyway. So we didn't have a lot of time to do the unpacking. But needless to say, we are pretty tired out, but really glad to be in the new house. Love the new house. Has so much more room than our past house. It's so much more bright, so many more windows. And finally, we're back in our own home. Well, partially owned by the bank, partially owned by us, but, uh, but glad to be back into a place where we can make our own changes. It's a brand new house, so we actually got to choose everything that went into the house, the flooring, the um, we actually added a bonus room upstairs, so we have our own bonus room. It's going to be my man cave. My wife got the kitchen she wanted, so I get to have most of the upstairs. Really looking forward to that. Don't have any furniture up there, but that's where my office is going to be. We'll be recording from there very soon. But as of right now, I'm recording from a makeshift kitchen table. I do not have my headphones, so I cannot hear how I'm sounding right now, but I recorded something real quick just to make sure it sounds okay. Hopefully everything is sounding good today, but uh, it took me about 15 minutes to find the microphone. I don't have my computer desk, but uh, got to make do with what we can to make forward progress. So I said... 
No matter what it takes, I'm going to get a podcast episode out this morning. I'm recording this on Friday before I start my work day. So it's a little bit unorthodox for me to be recording in this manner, but it's an episode and it's going to get out today and hopefully it's useful to you and glad to be back hopefully on our regular schedule. So if, if I can give you any advice today, what sort of motivated me to get an episode in this weekend is I was listening to the most recent episode of Mark Mason's podcast and he was having to record that episode in traffic, sitting in traffic on the way to his day job. And he was really busy with, um, I believe it was his daughter's graduation and a lot going on with the end of school year. And, and we can make all sorts of excuses about why we can't get an episode in. Today, actually, another thing that was almost hindering for me from doing this was that my microphone, no matter what I did, was not working. I found another USB cable to hook up. And it just would not record. And I tried recording with the built-in microphone on my computer. The audio quality was just terrible, so I couldn't do that to you guys. So what I ended up doing was banging the microphone against my hand a couple times. And that fixed it. So you never know what might be going on, what technical difficulties you might have, but try your best to persevere to continue to make forward progress on your niche site projects or your websites or whatever you're trying to accomplish in life. Continue to make forward progress and try to make that effort to make as much progress as you can as often as you can. And that'll really help continue your progress, your journey, and eventually it'll lead to your success. At any rate, we have a very limited time for me to record and present this episode to you today, so let's get right into the content. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about two quick things today, but before I do that, I wanted to give you a quick update on one of the websites that, uh, if you've been listening along, a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about creating a bunch of new websites with very minimal content. So one piece of content and a contact page pretty much, just a couple hundred words per site. And what the idea is, is that you're going to create these websites around local search terms and you're going to target businesses that might be interested in either purchasing your website or renting out space on your website to bring in more leads for their business. So I've mentioned examples of like Atlanta plumbing companies or pool enclosures in Tampa, Florida, those types of things where you're going to try to rank for. And one of the websites that I created had to do with screen enclosures for the community name that I'm living in. And there's going to be thousands of houses eventually in this community once it's all built out in the next 30 or 40 years. But at this moment, it's probably a very small search term that people in the community are searching for screen enclosures. But I would say there's probably at least 500 or so homes in the overall community that I live in. So certainly I know based on I'm on the Nextdoor app, which is an app that uh, people in your neighborhood, you can kind of network with people in your neighborhood, any issues that come up, or if you're looking for contractors that are reputable, a lot of people use it for things like that. So I know a lot of people are searching, not necessarily searching Google for those terms, but are interested in screen enclosures and things like that in the community. Just about everybody here in Florida has a screen enclosure to keep out the bugs, to keep the, you know, keep things cooler when you have the screen enclosure and to just, it's just an extension of your indoor living space. So it's very common. Almost everybody has one. And that was something that I knew I actually had searched for to try to find reputable places because I knew eventually we'd be adding one to our house as well. 
So I just happened to search for it and see where I was ranking. I haven't touched the website in over a month. And as I mentioned last time that I talked about that, is that I actually, only thing I've done on that website is remove the default content from the 2017 WordPress theme. And I added around 100 words targeting those phrases that I was targeting to rank in Google for that particular website. So I haven't even fully followed the recommended steps yet, which is to create at least a thousand word main article on that site. I have one main article that's around a hundred words and that's it. That's all on that, that's on that website. I haven't created any backlinks. I haven't touched the website in over a month. And let me pull up the different rankings to compare where I was and where I am now. So last time I checked the rankings, I guess it wasn't a complete month ago, but it was on May 16th. And I was ranking number six for screen enclosures with the community name in there. And I was ranking 13th for screen repair in the community that I live in. So that was pretty good. Again, I hadn't done anything. That was when I had just changed the default content and put that one 100-word article up there. And then fast forward to today, and I was found that I was ranking number fourth for screen enclosures in my community name and fifth for screen repair in my community name. So without doing anything whatsoever, I have moved to number spots number four and number five for screen enclosures and screen repair in the community name that I'm living in. So that just goes to show that this actually really does work. And of course, these are smaller search terms, so there's far less competition. But if I do type in those phrases into Google, it does show several businesses that do offer screen enclosures in the greater area, and it does show an ad for that. So people are paying for those search terms, and I was able to rank fourth and fifth without doing anything other than removing the default content, putting one picture on the website, creating 100 words, which I don't recommend. I definitely recommend creating a 1,000 words. I just haven't gotten around to it. And I'm able to rank fourth and fifth on the first page of Google for those terms. And it's interesting, the person that I do want to use for the screen enclosure is ranking just above me. So I couldn't necessarily target him and say, well, I could potentially, I could actually say, hey, I'm interested in having a small screen enclosure for my house. I actually have a website that's ranking fourth and fifth for these search terms. Would you be interested in doing some sort of swap? Would you do my patio? I'd give you the website or let you list your um, information on the website, but since he is ranking number one for those terms, it's not l as likely that he would be interested in something like that, but it's certainly something I could pursue. But more than likely, somebody on the second or third page of Google would be interested in getting to that first page of Google and competing. And because I really want to use this guy, I don't want to compete with him or affect him negatively. I know a lot of folks that have used him, so I'm not quite sure where I'm going to go, but it's this has proved out that this idea really can work. You can rank on the first page of Google very quickly by just getting a domain name that has some of your search terms in it exact match domains that we talked about in the past that really weren't getting the benefit of in Google that they used to several years back. It appears they really are. So along with a little bit of SEO, doing just creating one uh, thousand word article or even less, as I proved out here, and um, doing some of the regular SEO things like naming your images or image on the site, they put the keywords in that image name when you upload it, things like that, just basic things that you do, would do every day to help with your SEO. It really does work and helps you rank 
articles or a website in Google, and you can easily get to the first page if there is low competition. And even if there's greater competition, so it's not like the most difficult thing to rank for, you can still rank on the first page of Google as well if you do the things I mentioned. So I have that other website that was targeting realtors in the area, and I did end up ranking on the first page of Google for terms like uh, top realtor in the community. And I was ranking right at the bottom of that first page without doing anything other than registering that domain name and creating a description for that website. So that was like a one or two sentence description with a couple of the keywords in there. I hadn't even created any content. All the default WordPress content was out there and I ranked on the first page of Google. Now I looked at that website and I've since moved down to spot number 16 for that term. So I'm on the second page now, but I have not actually created any content for that website other than the description, and I still have all the default WordPress content out there. So there's a bunch of duplicate content. That website's been out there for over a month or two, so that's definitely negatively affecting me that I haven't gone back and cleaned up that content. But it still shows that that would work too if I were to go out there and clean up that website, which I will do eventually. Even for higher competition terms, as long as you follow those same steps and just create one 1,000 word article, create a contact page, and then optimize any images that you upload, put a website description, and have the keywords that you're targeting in that content, you can still rank even competitive phrases if you do that with a decent um, domain that has some of the keywords in it. So that's just good to hear. I wanted to give you a quick update on that as we go along in that project. But I see that I'm quickly running out of time to get the remainder of the episode in, so let's get right into the two questions that I was going to mention today. And the first question was from Warwick, and he asked, if people bookmark your website, does that give you any SEO benefit? And the definitive answer is, I don't have a definitive answer on that. But in my research that I've done previously, I was wondering that myself. And what you'll find mostly if you do searches on that is that social bookmarking is what's mentioned most often. And what that means is websites like Reddit and big online forums or things like Quora or other other websites like that where if you can get a backlink on there, would that affect your SEO? And and the answer to social bookmarking websites, which is not the question he asked, is definitely yes, that can affect your traffic and rankings. If somebody's asking a question and you answer it with a relevant link to your website, you can certainly get an SEO benefit from that, especially if it's a popular post. You can get a lot of traffic to your website, and that can definitely affect your rankings. The more folks that come to your website, if they spend some time on your website, that can positively affect your website. If you put a link out to your website and it doesn't really address the question or people really aren't interested in staying on your website and you get a high bounce rate for that link, that could negatively affect your website. So certainly social bookmarking sites, getting links on there, can affect your backlink, can help with your backlink profile so you could get a backlink, which is usually always good if it's a relevant backlink, but it could positively or negatively affect your website. But do bookmarks, let's say you have a web browser, Firefox, um, or 
Chrome or Internet Explorer, whatever browser you use? Or would that affect your website if somebody else bookmarks your site? And the short answer is most likely not, in my opinion. I did a little bit of research on that. And also Mac in the private Facebook group kind of reiterated what I was thinking in that uh, the Google Chrome browser, if you're logged in, you can maintain those bookmarks across platforms. So on your mobile device, on your desktop, wherever you are, you can maintain those same bookmarks. So Google would know about the bookmarks that you have, but I don't think that would benefit the website owner as far as SEO goes. That would most likely benefit Google in that it knows what you've bookmarked and what you're interested in. So most likely you're going to be delivered ads and relevant content based on the bookmarks and things you're interested in. So they know about you. They probably know about those links in Chrome specifically, but I really don't think that would have any specific benefit to you from an SEO perspective. Like if, like, let's say a 1,000 people had bookmarked your website, I don't think you're going to get any specific SEO benefit from that, but I'm not 100% certain. But I would say probably 85% certain that you're not going to get an SEO benefit from that as far as the very few articles that I found on the topic. But the way that can benefit you certainly is to build your community. So if you encourage folks to bookmark your website and save it for future reference, if somebody just came to your website as a one-time thing, they found an article and they were just going to read the content and move on, if you encourage them through some sort of method, bookmark your website, then in the future, they may come back to your website more often. It would help build community. It would help build your following, and certainly that could benefit you. But from an SEO perspective, I don't think you're going to get any benefit as far as rankings and traffic go, other than people may visit your site more often if they remembered that they bookmarked your website and if they want to go back to it at some point in the future. I know I'm guilty of this a lot. I'll bookmark a website with some great information that I want to get back to and then I either forget that I bookmarked it or I completely forget about the website and it's probably still out there in my bookmarks but I never go back to it. So you may get limited benefits from that as well but certainly it can't hurt from that perspective to build your community and to have folks hopefully bookmark your site and remember that they have it out there and go back to it but I don't think you're going to get a lot of SEO benefit from that. And the other question was from Joe about broken link checking. And this is something that I recommend you do pretty often. I would say at least every other month or so or every three months, once a quarter, every half a year minimally, that you go out there and you check for broken links on your website. And what exactly does that mean? Let's say, for example, you have the default WordPress website and you have comments enabled. Typically what's going to happen is people can leave their name, a website URL, and a comment. And then what happens is WordPress will link their name to that site that they have out there. And a lot of times, over time, people's websites will disappear. The links that they included to their websites will no longer be valid. And that'll end up being a broken link on your website. And not only that, if you link to references out there online for your articles, which you should do, sometimes those links also go dead. So people may update their content, their URLs might change. Uh, Any number of things can cause 
broken links on your website. And the more broken links that you have, Google sees it that you're not keeping your website up to date. It's a bad experience for the user if you're providing them some information and you're linking to content to help give them a reference and it results in a broken link. That's a bad experience for users so they could potentially penalize you for having broken links on your website. And the more broken links that you have, the worse off things are. So certainly that's something you're going to want to do every so often. And there's a bunch of free tools out there. Joe mentioned there was a particular plugin. Let me see if I could find it. It really quick. It was WP Link Status Pro Fix Broken Links and Manage Redirections. So it is a more full-featured program. They'll probably find those links for you and you can change it right within the plugin rather than going to your content and finding the URLs and going there and manually editing those pages. So something like that could add value. But what I recommended to Joe was that you try to minimize the number of plugins you have for a number of reasons. Number one, you don't have to keep it up to date. You don't have to worry about security security issues. And number two, you don't have to worry about slowing down your website. So if there's tasks you can do outside of a plugin that aren't completely cumbersome and take you know half a day to do versus a couple of seconds but where it makes sense I would try to do things outside of a plugin whenever possible plugins are great I have a ton of plugins I have more plugins than I probably should have but um, for this particular issue I actually use brokenlinkcheck.com it's a free site and I think you get a number of different queries that you can run. And for most websites, everything on there would be absolutely free. I think it'll do 3,000, it'll query 3,000 pages or so. And it'll present it there and you will have to do some manual work. So it'll show the, the broken link that is on your website and it'll show the, it'll give you the URL where that link is. So basically you just have to go out there, go to that particular post, find that link on there and then edit it. So there is some manual work to do versus some of the plugins, but that's a site that I've used all along for the past several years and it just works. You do have to do that manual work to check your links and for most of the broken links on my site, they usually are a result of comments that folks have left several years ago and the, like I said, their name links to the URL. You can go into your WordPress dashboard, go into that comment and then go ahead and delete that URL from their post and then that'll get rid of that broken link. So that's usually what ends up happening on my website. Occasionally you'll link to reference sites that are no longer valid, but that's a lot less common. So definitely go out there, do that. Recommend you do that today. So that's your action item for this week. Go out there, run a broken link check tool. If you want to use a plugin, if it provides some additional functionality, you're welcome to do that. But again, it's just one less tool that you have to maintain and it's uh, less overhead if you don't have the plugin out there. Go to brokenlinkcheck.com, plug in your URL, and you can see all sorts of uh, 404 errors on there and you can go out there and fix them. And that's one thing too. I've had folks actually do this and Glenn Alsop has recommended this previously. If you want to guest post on somebody's site or you want to network with somebody, that's a great tool to use. It's a very common thing. So people that have had websites out there a long time like myself are familiar with this tactic. So it may not work as well as it has in the past, but what you can do is you can plug in a website of someone, either a competitor or somebody that you'd like to network with, that you'd like to possibly get a backlink from to guest post on their website, or just to reach out and help somebody. You can plug in their website into the brokenlinkcheck.com, and if you find some 404 errors or you find articles that they have 
with broken links on them, if you happen to have an article on the topic that you'd like them to link to, you could say, hey, I found this article on your website. It has this 404 error to a website that's no longer out there. I have a particular piece of content on this topic. Would you mind changing that broken link to my link? And in many cases, folks will say yes. And the reason for that is you're doing them a service. You're helping them remove a 404 broken link from their website, which will help with their rankings and traffic. It helps get rid of a dead link. And they can pro- you can provide a valid link that does meet that same purpose. Many times they will do that. It's the law of reciprocity. When somebody helps you out, you're likely to want to help them out in return. So that can absolutely have some added benefits for you. So you could use this as a tactic to help get some additional backlinks to your site or just network and reach out and get in front of some different folks that you may not have been able to. So that is one great tactic you can use. Again, I would definitely check out your own website and fix the 404 errors that you have, but it could be a very useful tool to help get in front of some folks, some influencers in your particular field. You can help them out. That's a real easy way to do so. And uh, in return, hopefully they'll help you out as well. But I see I'm running out of time. I do have to click over to my day job. So I'm very glad I was able to get an episode out for you guys today. And hopefully we will be back on the regular schedule. Let me look forward here next weekend. Yeah, my mom's going to be in town. And Father's Day, that is Father's Day weekend there on Sunday, which coincidentally is my birthday as well. It's only happened a couple of times. I was born on Father's Day, and I think it's happened maybe three or four other times since then. But this is a big one for me. This one is number 45. Remember being a kid, 30? You thought an adult was 30? Man, they were over the hill. Now I'm 45, so it's not quite as big as the 5-0 milestone, but... Nonetheless, it does make you think about life a little bit. I'm very happy where things are at. Life is good. I'm very thankful for every day. You know, life is short. You see examples of that all the time, and you got to get out there and enjoy it and make the best of it. So I'm not down on the fact that I'm turning 45, but that is a big milestone. But at any rate... uh, That's going to do it for today's episode. We should have regular recurring episodes, hopefully every two weeks from here on out, barring any unforeseen circumstances. We'll be back on that regular schedule. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for being part of the community, and we'll catch you again in the next episode. Bye-bye now.